Hey, welcome to The Screenwriting Life. I'm Meg LaFove. And I'm Lorianne McKenna. We are professional screenwriters. We've worked together as a team and separately. We've worked on studio and indie films, live action and animation, from my work on Inside Out and Captain Marvel. To my work in Pixar's story department on Up, Brave, and Inside Out. We are here to share our insights on the craft of screenwriting and also the life. How to not only survive the ups and downs, but thrive. We want to help you become the best screenwriter you can be and to reassure you that you are not alone on this journey. Hey guys, welcome to today's show. We took a break over the summer, but we are now so happy to be back with all of you guys. And we really miss doing the show and we hope to hear from all of you on our new Facebook page. Yeah, check in, see that we're back. We're on the Facebook page talking to all you. Um, Our topic today is diving in. You know, it's like when you're ready to write that great idea or you've gotten notes and need to revise your script, but that first jump back into your project or podcast (laughs) uh, can feel like jumping into an ice cold pool. So we're going to talk about some ways we take the plunge, Uh, but for our topic, we're going to chat about adventures in screenwriting. So Meg, (laughs) uh, how has your week, summer Apocalypse. Summer. I know. Been? Right? We've yeah. Been, we've been, we've been apart. I know. It's sad. Lorian. We've been trying to get together. We have, and yet it's not working out. And yet <laughs> not face to face. No. Um, I was, I've been working like a crazy person all summer and I'm very blessed to be able to say that. Um, I got a, a big gig and I've been working on it. Um, and I have been doing so many versions of this project is with a director there's producers there's a studio um so we're at outline stage and just trying to get it um to a place to go to script and uh we got this week well actually last week we got um we i'd written a huge huge treatment and we got our notes you know how much i like getting notes yes you're you're very what's the word equinamious is that the word (laughs) Like, <laughs> no, but that's going to be our word now. Equal, which means, equal whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, I wanted a home run. I wanted everyone to be like, you're a genius. I can't believe you did this. Uh, go to script. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what happened. No. It was good. It was good. We got really good notes and we got um, a lot of, you know, thumbs up. But good. we aren't going to script because there's one pretty big element that we have to tackle. So I get to go back and iterate it. Again, oh, fun! Woo-hoo. Oh, fun. This you... has literally been just for everybody who's like, "Oh, do I have to revise?" Uh, it, my, I've literally now on my fifth iteration of a treatment over like four months, four or five months. Yeah, I think that's the um, part that's always so uh, spectacularly terrifying, right? Because you have this idea that you like write a draft and then you rewrite it and then you're done, and that just it just never it just never happens that way. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, like, whew, just, it's iteration, you know, and every time I'm like, oh, my God, I can't think of anything else. And then, of course, you do. But um, but what we're doing, and this does speak to diving in our later topic, is my director smartly said, you know, I need a break. I need some family time. So he's gone on vacation, and it's really given me a chance to take a step away from the project because mm-hmm. I just feel tapped out, not in terms of being excited about the project, but just literally tired. Like I'm physically tired. My brain is tired. Um, and when you're iterating that much, you really need to have a fresh pool, you know, or at least your toes in the pool. So right. um, I rest, I did some resting this week. I cultivated rest, wow. which is my new phrase. My new goal is to cultivate rest because otherwise I don't have anything to give. I just, I'm, I, I get too, exhausted and I'm, I'm scraping the bottom. Uh, so I'm trying to rest this week. Um, and you know, we can talk when we talk about our topic, like how you do that. Cause I'm actually very bad at it. Yeah. I'd like um, to know. But like I'm reading and catching up on shows and yeah, I know. Right. Um, and- but the one thing I am doing, I mean, because I can't stop myself is my husband and I had this crazy idea. So we've just been spitballing it around. And if we, if we had to pitch this as a movie, what would it be? And cause I can't stop, I guess. I just, I guess I can't stop. Sorry. My internet just went out. So I missed what you said. So in case you were expecting a response from me, that is why I, I didn't it. respond. <laughs> Are you back? Is she back? I'm back. You're back. I just yeah. said that because I can't stop. I, uh, I, because I can't stop. I did, uh, work with an idea that my husband and I have had for a movie that, you know, but it's fun. It's more like, like making each other laugh. 
fun. Like, it's not like, will this work? Right. It's more just like, oh, my God, this could happen and that could happen and really trying to keep it at the fun level. Um, so that's what I did this week. What did you do? Well, again, I apologize. My printer just started printing in case you're hearing that. <laughs> so um, I'm doing really great on technology, as usual. Uh, I'm a dynamo with that kind of thing. Um, let's see, my week, um, I've been working on a feature pitch and I've been grinding on it. And, you know, I've gone through all the stages, including like, what are words and what is story? And, and, you know, like, why do I need a third act? And, you know, all those sort of existential writer questions that get me every single time. And, um, sorry, I cannot concentrate with the stupid printer going on. Can you turn it off? Yeah, I Can will. Can you turn it off? <laughs> I think it stopped. Okay. I think it stopped. Okay, great. Love this. Super professional, <laughs> well executed. Me. Um, but what you were saying, um, oh, but another, I, I pitched the show this summer. You know, I took out the adult animated show that I've been working on for a while and we took it out and it's all been on Zoom and we did 10 pitches and, um, you know, all stacked in like eight days. So it was fairly exhausting, really exciting. And my internet uh, dropped out twice during one of the pitches. So I'm like oh mid gosh. pitch and like all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, I'm talking to myself. And so I just had to like calmly, you know, go back to the Zoom. And luckily my partner and it just picked up where I left off. And then at the end I dropped out again and I was just like, never mind, everything's fine. So that was, uh, oh my gosh, so that's, that's so stressful. part of the new landscape is that that just happens now, right? Like the internet just like nope sorry um but the good thing is because everybody's in the same boat yes. they're very patient everybody's very patient yes. with it it's not like i decided to move to hawaii so i'm going to be zooming into everybody else in la in their office then they may not be so yes uh, patient but they're all very they're all very patient yeah but i but i feel like uh the past couple weeks for me have been uh, really confusing and hard. Like I really wanted to show up to this podcast and be, you know, inspirational and have bring some joy and wisdom. And uh, really, I've been doing a lot of soul searching, trying to figure out what I want the shape of my life to look like. Big picture, like this life mm -hmm. is really hard, right? The like constant auditioning, the constant grinding, and I I'm trying to figure out what the sustainability is it for me and mm -hmm. what I need to do to to protect myself to create to cultivate, I don't think it's rest. I think it's how do I cultivate the life I want in order to survive this and thrive in it, right? So like, right. and then I feel like I don't have time to really do that soul searching um, because everything is a panic and everything's on fire in the world and everything is crazy. So I've been in a bit of a, I don't know what to call it. It's not a funk and it's not depression. I mean, of course it's depression and anxiety and all that, but I'm under treatment for that. So that's okay. But like, uh, it's something else. It's like, I, I, maybe it is cultivate rest. Like, I don't feel like I get a pause ever, right? Like right. I go to work and I'm grinding on something. And then if I take a break from that, I have another project to work on. And then the minute I leave my office and go upstairs, my kid is there, mama, you know, like it's just moving from one thing to the next. And you know, like the days just sort of fly by and all of a sudden it's Friday. So I'm trying to figure out what I want it to, what I want it to look like instead of just being reactive. Right. Being right. More, it's like reacting to everything constantly. It's exhausting. Versus resting and giving yourself time to fill up. Yes. So that you can even think about life in a larger way. Yeah. Or your project in a larger way versus the kind of micro do this, do this, do this, do this, tiny, 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 you know, and so much of being a writer, even storytelling is 30,000 feet down to the detail, 30,000 feet down to the detail, back and forth, back and forth. And yeah, getting to the 30,000 foot view sometimes in your life can be very yeah. challenging. And I think, and you know, listen, it can also be scary. That's probably why we don't want to do it. It's why yeah. we make ourselves very, very busy. <laughs> oh, what? Who are you talking to? There might be yeah. some love in there. And I do struggle with that 30,000 foot thing. Like even working on this pitch, I like all of a sudden I'm in deep scene dialogue, emotional exchanges. And I'm like, okay, stop, stop. Like zoom back out. I have to get to the second act. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I got to get big turns, you know? And so you're totally right. That's a really great observation that, I'm so in the details and the daily that I have no perspective. And like, I feel like a month goes by another month and just, and of course the endlessness of the pandemic and the lockdown yeah. and we don't know anything about tomorrow, you know? So it's a, uh, yeah, I feel like, I don't know if I'm feeling existential or 
panicky or, you know, career? I mean, I think all of us due to COVID and various things like, I don't know, an election coming up are feeling existential and slightly panicky. And yeah. um, what's going to happen? You know, I mean, and then that can bleed into everything. Yeah. I mean, but every even a writer always needs to um, take time to say, OK, career check, you know, where am I on my path? Am I still on the same path? Do I still want the same thing? Right? Because you can get so into the game and yes. into the, 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 the push of it that you don't even realize you've gone off track or you don't even realize, I don't even know if I want to do this. Is this what I want to do? Um, I thought we should have a whole show about that. And I was thinking, you know, I have a friend, Jonathan Fernandez, who's um, a writer. He's my co-writer on something, but he also is in the WJ board. So he's very steeped in listening to writers' career questions and what they face because the desk of the WGA is all about. Um, so we could have him on yeah. to talk about this and his insights and with another guest potentially. So uh, I just think it's something important to talk about career. Like, yeah. what you know, what is a writing career and how do you help cultivate that? I think that um, would be amazing because um, I get uh, asked questions like that. And then my answer is like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm doing the best <laughs> I can. You know, but like, and All it right. looks like different things as you move through your life. You know, so and at, at, yeah. at different stages of your career, it's going to look yeah. different. And of course, we'll focus on jumping in and starting your career to yeah. mid level, right? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, but I think that would be fun. So that we'll do that on a future episode. Yes, that would be fun. Um, and all right. So, what's our next section of our podcast? Oh my gosh, I don't remember. See, <laughs> um, the next section. Oh, when normally we make um, <laughs> our producer. <laughs> Tell everybody how great our podcast is. It's my favorite part of the show. Okay, and our least favorite part. I do remember that. Uh, But Lorian and I, I don't know if we told you, but we decided let's not do that today. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about how great our listeners are instead. Yes. We really appreciate you. And we're really having fun with you guys on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are on there. Please check us out. We're answering questions when we can. And, um, and, and we love hearing from you guys and what's happening, what you're working on. Yeah. Um, but we thought maybe we could talk about how to find us on the podcast. Or what do you think? What should we What should we do in this section? I think that's great. I can brief if you all want sort of our audience on what's going on. I know there's been a couple announcements in the Facebook group that have been a little confusing. And um, it's kind of symbolic of 2020, right? We're just trying to kind of <laughs> crawl through the weeds and figure out what's going on. But we're so excited to announce that the feed you were subscribed to back in March when the show premiered is the feed where we will be living. So Yay. rather than having Yay. to uh, boomerang all around these different Apple podcasts, this is where the show will live. For now, we're going to focus on audio. We're not going to worry about video. Um, I think for all three of us, it's also nice to not have to worry about getting super camera ready either. We can just focus on our audio. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's we're just really excited about the direction of the show. Um, like Meg mentioned, she pitched Jonathan Fernandez as a possible guest. I think we love the idea of maybe exploring that long term as another option and really building, continuing to build an incredible community around the show. So if you're subscribed on this feed and a new episode just popped in, congratulations, you've arrived in the right destination. And this is where you should be moving forward. Um, and as always, we're always looking for feedback. You know, we're so excited to be back, but you can always reach us at the screenwritinglife at gmail.com or we'll answer your questions and build those into the show. And um, even for me personally, I know how much Meg and Lorian are like these amazing mentors. And um, that's part of what we're trying to do with the show is build a community. So um, get involved, get active, join the Facebook group, join the Gmail. And um, our goal from here on out is to be dropping once a week. Um, I think right now the tentative plan, at least for this episode, will be to drop um, at 6 p.m. Eastern on Sundays. And um, that will be the plan moving forward. So expect new episodes to drop then and um, enjoy the show. I certainly do. Thank you. Yeah, you guys on the Facebook page, it's really fun because there are there are you know working writers, um, um, some with a lot of experience who are and working producers also, who are coming on in uh, that Facebook group and they're answering questions. Yeah. So it really is a which I love. Like I love that it's a wider that the community is in terms of who can give you insight is going to also get larger uh, on there, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just all, all about community and support. And so we'd love to hear from you. And there is no dumb questions, by the way. Um, and we might take your Facebook question and answer it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we'd love hearing from you guys. Yeah. Um, all right. So our topic of today's podcast. Let's dive into the topic. Let's dive in. Um, okay, so how this topic came about is, of course, Lorraine and I were having a panic attack about what are we going to talk about? 
we have a wait podcast we do a podcast um and uh my friend annie weatherby was um i'm i, I her and i have been working with our friend brian newland on a preschool show idea that we have um and she wrote an episode because she wanted to just try it out how do you write a preschool show um and she had given it to brian because he's the expert to get notes on it and she was saying to me it was great. It was great. I loved all the notes. He was totally right. Now what do I do? Because I, I, I haven't started writing it again. And I'm like, I know it's so hard, isn't it? It's so hard to st- like now what? Right. And at the same time, I was iterating on this project so many times. And every time, every time I got notes, I was in the exact same spot. Annie's a new writer. I'm an experienced writer. We're both standing on the edge of the pool like, Okay, we gotta we gotta jump back in, and it can be right both when you get notes, and now you gotta go back in, but it can also be when you have a new project too, right? Like, I have this idea, and in my head, this idea is so good, yeah. but I know as soon as I start writing it down, yep, right, yep. it's gonna get real, and it's not gonna be as good, or there's gonna be holes, and so you stand on the edge of that pool, right? There, yeah. it's. To me, it's the same standing on the edge. You're not quite diving in. And, uh, and when, you, doing when it. you've gotten to the point where you're ready to show something or share something, you love it. You're like, here's this thing that you know has some issues maybe, but what you want to hear back is what you said earlier, which is this is amazing. Like right. I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to paper the town with this script, right? Like let's, everybody's right. going to buy it. Right. Is that a phrase people still use paper the town? So <laughs> I use that right. Um, uh, but yeah, that's what you really want with, you know, it's what I want every single time, you know, and, uh, and then you, you get notes back and you're like, Oh, I know. And the, the I know. what I've talked about before is not letting the notes affect your identity as a writer, right? Not letting, not getting confused about the work and your, craft and your talent and your ability and your perseverance, all of that, because all of that writer identity is all wrapped up in there. And it's so fragile. I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not as experienced as you are, Meg, but it feels really fragile to me. And I'm curious if as more and more experienced writers, if it's still like that tenuous. (laughs) Well, I just become more cynical. In terms of, oh, my gosh, I'm going to start this and then I'm just going to do something else wrong and then that's not going to work. Right. right? And I don't want to let go of my hopes and dreams of what it could be. Right. Or I'm in overwhelm from the notes and I'm actually not even sure. Like we got a great question on the Gmail account from Dylan Wolf who said, you know, I finished my first draft of a feature and I've been delaying rewriting and revising because I feel overwhelmed. Like, where do I even start or focus on this? Totally. That's also not diving in, right? Like, there's different reasons you can stand on the edge of the pool. I mean, I think we've talked about this. I mean, I'm a procrastination expert mm-hmm. as, because, listen, I do not like jump into cold pools. I don't. Like, in real life, real pools. I am the kind of person, <laughs> I take a step in and I hint, okay, I've acclimated. I take another step, <laughs> okay, I've acclimated, right? I don't jump in anyways. And, of course, your kids splash you and you yell at them. But... Um, <laughs> You know, so it can be overwhelming uh, to get all those notes and where do you start? Um, And I procrastinate by doing email and I procrastinate. I mean, isn't it amazing when you're standing on the edge of the pool, how much stuff you have to do all of a sudden that is not writing? So much stuff. I mean, I've got 100 emails, right? Uh, I, I have to take care of my children. But there is that place where you get notes and... You get so excited because someone's read you, someone's giving you thoughtful feedback, like what a mm-hmm. gift, right? Even if you're mad at them because right. you got notes, but still like what a <laughs> gift. You, you, this person gave you their time and their thoughts and then you're so excited. I can't wait to get back into it. And then you don't. And there's this time period where I feel like you do need to step away from the notes for a minute to process. And then there's yeah. this sweet spot where you should get back into it. And somehow I always miss that spot. Right. Like, I, like, where is that? Like, how much, how much time is it? Is it like an hour, a day, a couple days? Do I need to finish this other thing first? Do some yoga, call to a friend and burst into tears, you know, all the possibilities. Right. But I, I wish, and I, I wish I had the formula, right. But every project seems different and it always comes down to sit down and start typing. Right. Like it is. It's so and it's terrifying every single time. Today, I managed not today. I think I actually did negative work somehow. Like I actually took away from what I was working on (laughs) because of the absence of, you know, I did everything. 
like looked on Twitter. I took Twitter and Facebook off my phone, put them back on, put them back <laughs> off, right? Like, because I don't want to watch that documentary on Netflix, but everybody says I should take it off, right? So I'm avoiding that, thinking about all these things. But I, all I had to do was sit down and start writing and it would have added. And I just, I didn't. I know. Yeah, it's you don't. I mean, what I do when I get in that state of, okay, I'm procrastinating and what this is, is fear, right? It's fear Yeah. of, um, you know, because it is true that once you step into the pool, you realize, crap, it's not a pool, it's an ocean, and there's 16-foot waves in here, mm. and I might drown. It can feel like that, right? Yeah. Okay, sometimes you jump in, and you're like, oh, it's a little pond, and it's, okay, not Has normally. that ever happened? Normally, Has that ever happened? No, it okay. hasn't. I keep thinking it will, but it doesn't. <laughs> but, it's usually an ocean, yes. and there's 12-foot waves, yeah. and I have to realize, Shh, you know, this doesn't work, right? And then I panic. I mean, my husband told me the other day that when he – realizes something doesn't work, he gets excited mm. because now he knows he can start iterating. That is not me. I am like, oh my God, it doesn't work. Right. Um, so you realize you're in the ocean with 12 foot waves. So what I do to get into the ocean to, to jump, and again, everybody's different. I remember I told you, I step into the pool and acclimate. I step a little step down and I acclimate. So I literally do that. I literally say, all I'm going to do is start a new document. I'm going to name it right? I'm going to open it. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to read through the notes again. Or you know what? I think this is the biggest note. Where is that? I'm just going to outline where that is. Where does that hit in the document, right? Like I literally just take the smallest piece I can because that piece will lead you to another piece, will lead you to another piece. And it's just, to me, it's just about slowly getting in until all of a sudden, Sometimes in the same day, sometimes not, you get into some groove, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, that groove may not be the biggest groove you need to get in, but you're in it, yes. right? You're, you got the floaty, right? <laughs> that floaty still may not work in 12-foot ocean waves, but you got it. Right. And so then I just let that go and continue. And the more I do generally, the better I start feeling in terms of starting to swim, like literally sometimes I jump in and I'm just flailing all over the place and I'm not swimming because I don't even know what direction to swim. Right. Um, so to me, it's slow. I, I just do anything, but you've got to sit down and you've got to do it. Because listen, you are going to feel worse by the end of the day when you didn't. Yes. You just are. I'm here to, didn't. I'm here to vouch for that today. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, but I will say getting into that groove is it's, you know, that's the magical place and that's where you want to get, even if what you're doing is not going to solve the problem or creating more problems, at least you're, you're in it. And I think too, there's a fear. Um, when I was writing early, like as a playwright, um, and even now I still experience like knowing when it works and when it doesn't work, right? The knowing of that, like the craft piece of it, right, is really challenging, right? So like, okay, I'm going to do a little note. I love this advice, by the way. I'm going to I'm working tomorrow because I, I didn't work today. So I put myself back on the schedule. <laughs> Try but, um, you know, trying something and then being able to zoom back out and knowing if it breaks more things. And that's always mm -hmm. a fear, too. Right. Like if I go back in and address these notes, it's going to break other things that I thought was working. Right. So, like, if you just leave it, it will, if you, but it, it will. It, you should just expect it. It's going to break other things. Right. I do not believe that great writing is surgical, change this thing on this page, change that thing on this page, and change that thing on page 60 and hand it in. Yes, maybe eventually on draft 17, right. there is such a thing as a tiny dialogue, as a polish, but everything affects everything. Every scene is going to change. Yeah. Like that, it is the ocean. Like it is just going to change. I mean, like there's a difference, right? So there's a brand new idea, which definitely to me is easier to get into the pool because you can be like, I'm just going to start writing. I'm just going to see where she wants to go. And just it's changing from what I thought it was. Let it change. Let it go where it wants to go because the most important thing is that you're writing. The most important thing is you're getting it out. And later you can go back and take the 30,000 foot view and be like, okay, what is this? Is this all backstory? Is this a brand new character? What did she have to tell me today? So in terms of a new idea, um, I highly recommend just go ahead and vomit, right? In terms of revisions, especially to speak to Dylan's question, I do think that you need to do some analysis of your notes before you dive back in. In terms of when he says, how do you start, where do you focus? I literally start writing up the notes that I you know, agree with, you have to agree with the notes, right? I still think if you get the same note three times, even if you don't agree with it, you have to deal with it. But 
and then really look at the notes in terms of what's the biggest story engine note you're getting. Do you know what I mean? Like theme. I don't like your main character. What does she want? What's the main relationship? Um, the really, really mm -hmm. big ones. And by the way, because all of the notes are going to come back to that, mm -hmm. right? So it, like I've said this before, don't go in and just start changing symptoms. That doesn't work. So I think in terms of jumping into the pool, you're going to have a floaty with you. If you've really done a little bit of work in terms of, well, people aren't clear on what the theme is. So I'm not revising my script. I'm going to go and look at what is my theme? What do I care about? What is happening at the end of act two that's emotional to me that shows the shift, that shows the transformation? Okay, this is what it is for the next rewrite. I think it's this. I would probably have pitched that to a few people who read it and be like, I think it's this and gotten a little bit more feedback. But once you've got it, now, I know, I'm sorry, you're probably re-outlining. Yeah. I mean, you are because that's a, these are big notes, right? You've got the wrong main relationship. You're re-outlining, re-outlining your pitch, re-outlining your script, whatever. And by outline, that can be whatever you want. It can be right. cards. It could be sentences, bullet points on a page, however you want to do it. It could be a chart. I don't care. But you have to now, those big notes. So getting back into the pool is more like, okay, I've got a chart. I've got a, you know what I mean? And then you open a new document and you go. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. So, so to Dylan, I want to say, you know, remember, you're not, in my opinion, going back into your old document and noodling around. You're focusing on this is the big note that affects all the other notes. Theme affects all other notes. What your main character want affects all other notes. What's the main relationship affects all other notes. Not clear genre. What is the tone? All of those affect all other notes. Um, so really do some work for yourself to build a boat, yeah. <laughs> just to keep going with this metaphor and kill it. You know, <laughs> you could build a boat uh, of terms of, okay, well then therefore this is what it is. I get overwhelmed when I haven't built the boat and I go back and I read my script and I read all those notes and I start to really hyperventilate because it's just, I, I all of a sudden I'm in the ocean and I didn't even know I jumped in, right? Versus what do I emotionally, what got me excited in the notes, right? What inspired me? Right. Because hopefully you're getting notes that are also inspiring you or gave you an idea. Run that idea through its paces just as an experiment to see in very big, big, big strokes. Right. Like, how would that work? Um, and that'll really help you, I think, get down into that water to start rewriting. Now, there's another set of situations where and this is especially when you're going to hand something in. If you have a deal and let's say you have um, two drafts like, and they've given you notes, their expectation, uh, especially for television in my experience, is not that you're rewriting the whole damn thing, right? right. Um, it's more that you are going in and being surgical and letting it ripple, right? It's gonna ripple um, and to not track your ripple can be very dangerous. Mm. Yep. Um, that to me is much harder. I have to be honest. I think that's much harder because you have to be a surgeon of, of the highest caliber to go in and change really like the whole first act of your five act pilot. Right. And then watch those ripples move. Right. Well, then that means this scene in act five has to change because she's no longer riding a horse. She's fighting. Right. Or whatever. You know, and how does that start to ripple through the relationships, right? So it's much more of a Rubik's cube to me of you of a delicate surgery uh, through something. Um, I don't think unless I think most people should not be doing that. Honestly, I think you should be rewriting from the studs uh, up. And honestly, and with this particular thing that I'm describing, that yes, I'm in right now um, <laughs> for my for the show that uh, Jonathan and I have. My gut is still to go back to the studs, at least for myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, doesn't mean I'm throwing out the script, but I literally have to be like, okay, given this new act one, where is she moving? And how is her movement therefore changing? And how is her relationship changing? And that means that this scene that we wrote between them, it's going to be slightly different now. Like it is, is because she met him in a different way. So that means this is different. And I really, to me, that's what you need to do. Um, Versus kind of like get it done, right? Like, and have fun with it. Like it should be at some point when you get in that boat inspiring, right? Because 
I don't know. I, I don't you love your characters? And yes. when you're like, okay, we're gonna meet her in a different way, and at first I'm like, no, we're not, because the way we meet her is perfect, <laughs> and I love it, and I've loved it for three months, goddammit. But then I'm forced to think about it, right. and I'm like, well, okay, okay, okay. Uh, she needs more agency, which is I told you guys right that I got the note that I had a podcast about, <laughs> <laughs> and um, okay, well then uh, sometimes I spitball ideas like here's another here's another way to jump in the pool like angrily spitball ideas you know what I mean like be like okay well let's see how could she have it but to yourself not to your executives obviously like okay that's an well, important then how could note she have on the notes call no, you just go yourself. on the notes call you go oh yes. that's interesting I'll check it that out right that's that, because it. some part of you knows it's true it's toning down you know it's true and then I go and then go with your partner or go on with yourself on a piece of paper okay what is the craziest thing she could do how drastically okay you know what she has no father that would have to well she has to have agency because guess what she has no father and I'm all of a sudden I was like oh wait maybe she has no father well that would be a total bummer because I really like him but I think I just killed him yeah. oh I don't think he's here right like and then try it. Like, it should be fun. Like, let it be a, like, maybe the way to, the way to dive in is think of it as an exercise. It's not like my script mm -hmm. that I have to rewrite or my, this great idea I have that has to be perfect. Do a writing exercise. Give yourself, okay, for the next hour, I'm setting a clock on my phone. I'm going to say, what is the scene if she has no father? Mm -hmm. And just start writing. And she will tell you. Because, by the way, this is a conversation. You are not just Zeus. She is talking back to you. She's a character inside of you. She's going to react. She's going to free write. Let her tell you. And all of a sudden, she was this much more interesting character, I have to be honest. Yeah. And their note was right. And I, So yeah. uh, diving in, like, those are just some ways to get in. But the most important thing is really get down there and look at your big, big notes. Um, and have fun. Try to get inspired. Um, you know, pitching, creating pitches is a slightly different thing because it has to be verbal and you have to track so much. So you're not going to be completely rechanging it every time. Mm -hmm. But um, I always, you know, stick to what you love about it. You know, um, Lauren, you and I were talking about this, I think, this week. Like when you're pitching on a project that they have the rights, which, by the way, we're going to talk about in terms of career and what that means. Yeah. And that's a whole other topic that we need to talk about. Yeah. But if they have the rights and you're pitching to be the writer, my advice is, you know, we can talk about uh, lots of things my question, to think about. But, my question to yeah. Meg was like, they've already read the book and then I'm going to be pitching big pieces of it back to them. Isn't that going to be boring? Right. And you had a great response, which was, no, because it's your love and your passion and your point of view about it, which honestly helped me find the joy in it because then I just put my voice all over it, mm. right? Oh, I, yeah, please do that, you guys. I had this idea, you know, when you, you sort of start a project, oh, okay, here's how you put together a feature pitch and act one and, you know, all the pieces, and it was so dry, and I was like, ugh, this is me boring to read, to pitch. So then I just started, like, putting it, making it very conversational, making it how I pitch, you know, making it mine. And then I had fun. And I think an important piece of the diving into part is we see, you know, writing is hard work, right? It's hard and it's all the things and it's a grind, everything, but you, you do have to be able to figure out how to have fun with it and how to find that, that joy in it too, so that you can get into that groove. And that's what sort of unlocked it for me. I mean, yeah, and, and, the, and the way that you, not today. Yesterday. Well, we'll talk about the, let's talk about today. But the other way to get into that group for me is to remember why I love it, right? Like you got all these notes, and you're like, I don't even know if I like this anymore. Well, why did you like it? What did you love about it? Go meet that character again. Go meet whatever it is. Like when I pitched on this video game that we now um, have set up. I just loved her. I have to be honest with you. The rest of the video game, you know, Jonathan really was into that. But I loved her. And I could really talk about her as a character and who she was and what I thought was so cool about her. And she's going to do this. And then she could do that. And, you know, this is going to be amazing when she's like, and here's the thing. Your passion for it becomes infective. It's, mm -hmm. It infects them. Because, listen, they have a project they spent money on. And they're probably thinking, oh, my God. Like, I know this is good, but how are we going to do this? Like your energy re-energizes them because who, you want to be excited. They want to hire somebody who loves it mm -hmm. and who's excited about it and who's passionate about it. So really try to tap back into your passion and why you love it and why you love these characters. And yes, okay, it might be a mess, right? And yes, 
when you you realize all the quote unquote things that are wrong with it from the kind of you know book you know the the how tos mm -hmm. right yes it doesn't okay yes you may have work to do but you still love her yes you know yeah the baby might not be it may be ugly but you know what she's your baby yeah. and if you tap you aren't you're going to figure out how to fix it by tapping back into what you love not what i love not what anybody who gave you notes loved that's their version your voice is going to come from the reason you love it and by the way if you don't love it anymore i highly suggest you either write till you do because sometimes you do have to do that right have you ever had that lauren yes. where you just have to sit there I, this happened on a project. I literally was like writing and like, I hate this. I hate this. I don't like this. Oh my God, that is so bad. And I, but I had to keep going because I have a deadline and I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, well, that's pretty good. Oh, I like that. Oh, 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 oh. And like, it, you, you, sometimes you do have to just go up the hill and just write, just swim, whatever freaking metaphor we're going to use. You have to just swim. Um, you will, I promise, it's, it is a pact with the muses. And there's, it is a pact. Jump in yeah. and swim. They will come. And there's a piece too about if you're feeling, uh, like if you give your script to somebody who you feel like knows more than you do, is more experienced and they give you notes, you I mean, I've had this experience. I want to please that person. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to come back to them and be like, look, I did your notes when really I need to be, like you said, listening to the notes, what I respond to, and then telling my version of that. And, you know, oh, yeah. my manager recently said to me about another project, he's like, pitch the best version of this that you see and that you want to make. And if they don't like it too bad. Right, like I yeah, because you don't want to write it. I don't want to write it. Right. Because guess what? You can't. And it would be you bad. I'll get fired. And <laughs> And it'll be bad and you'll get fired yeah. and you'll have wasted six months of your mm -hmm. life. You can only write what you love and what the version that you, and yeah. if they don't want that version, hallelujah, that's not the job for you. Yes. And, you know, sometimes you can, you know, the bird by birds, uh, Lamott, uh, mm -hmm. Annie Lamott had great advice when you get overwhelmed, you know, bird by bird, just look at your feet and do one thing and then do the next thing and do the next thing. And suddenly you're swimming, Right. Um, and I always say, and I think I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. If you don't dive in and you stand on the side of the pool, the people you are leaving stranded in the water are your characters. Mm. The people you, you are leaving them stranded. Mm -hmm. And I hope you love them enough to say, fuck it, I got to jump in because they aren't, they're going to drown. They're the ones who aren't going to come into being, right? They're not going to come. So you've got it. And that's always every time why I jump back mm. in. No matter how much I really don't want to, or I feel like it's not fair, I've been working so hard, or yeah. whatever I'm telling myself to get out of it, I, ultimately, if to me, it comes down to, she needs me. She needs me to jump back in. She really does. So I, I'm going to do it. And I have to say, Lauren, what you said is so true. You cannot do the notes to make other people happy. You cannot. That is not going to work. As Your I've learned. Have <laughs> you have to do your version, your voice. It's why people, yeah, okay, the first couple of times they're going to say no because it doesn't line up, but they we, they will find you. The people who do want that voice, they will find you, and your voice is going to get stronger and clearer, right? Um, and, yes, as you get more craft under your belt and you write more and more and you sit down and the muses come more, um, is the doubt always there? Do you sometimes stand on the edge of the pool still all, you know, no matter how much craft you have? Yes, you do. Because that's, you're a human being. Yeah. But you do know you can swim. Like I know I can swim, right? Uh, if I get pushed into this pool and when I jump, I'm going to swim. I can see the other side. Yes, sometimes I'm tired. And I don't swim across <laughs> the ocean. But I do know. And again, they may not like it, right? I don't, you know, they may not. Uh, but, uh, you you so it, it, there is a progression that can happen as you get more and more uh, knowledge uh, of your craft and what you can do and who you are mm. and what you're good at. And by the way, there's certain things that I'm like I'm not good at this, so I do need a floaty with me when I go in, which is a couple of ideas, right? And the other thing I want to talk about is um, sometimes when you're standing on the edge of the pool, it's because you're tired, and that's real too. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was going through. Um, which is, oh, I'm tired and I'll drown if I jump in there. And I, <laughs> because yeah, I feel like that's where I, I am right now. I just feel 
tired. Like I'm not a napper, like physically I'm tired and I'm not a napper and I've taken a nap earlier this week. Like, But then maybe you don't want to jump in. Like maybe again, I'm not saying we all have to jump in for money and our our jobs and careers, but maybe you need to take a day and cultivate rest and cultivate, um, you know, like I literally, you can cultivate rest in different ways, right? Like I literally am taking an online art class, which is hysterical <laughs> because I'm very, very bad at it. And everybody else is artists and they're holding stuff up to show. And they're like, Meg, how about you? I'm like, nope, nope. I don't need to hold mine up. And I don't care. If I can be bad at it. And yeah. I have to, you know, what? come on, guys. I, I, I don't have to be, you don't have to beat yourself up about everything. And I'm like, I don't need to be good at this. I'm just, I want to work with my fingers and my hands and not my mind. I, that. I don't yeah. want to judge it. I don't want to think about it. I just want to put some paint on this fabric and screw around. Um, I, you know, I'm trying to get off social media because it's draining. It's not giving me rest. It's giving me the opposite. Um, And I'm looking for things to inspire me as I rest. You know, I I found an art show online that, you know, all these, all of these galleries and museums have put their art shows online Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at paintings and, um, you know, I'm watching films to inspire me, some that are old, some that are new, right? Um, and it's it's just refilling your tank, man. And what you're doing, though, is it on purpose, right? I am knowing I need a break. I know I need time off, but I'm just like dithering around and pretending to work and I'm not working and looking at things and distracting myself, which is the I need to be making a choice. I'm taking mm. the day off. I'm doing this right. other thing. And it's always those moments where I actually do a lot of work, you know, where you take a shower, when you go for a walk, when you, you know, take time off to do something else. Um, and so I think that, I mean, I think that'll be helpful for me. I don't know about anyone else, but just making a choice, you know, and I think it's, you know, I'm feeling a lack of agency in my yeah. life. And I, and I, what we talked about earlier in the, you know, on the show, and I feel like I need to get that back. I need to start making choices. Like you're an inspiration. And it, you know, you're yeah. like, Yes, like your character's uh, uh, story is their choices that they're making. Yes. Your life is the choices that you're making, and mine is too, you know. And, you know, who we're choosing to be around. Are people filling up your tank or are they depleting it? And, yes, sometimes you have to be with people who deplete your tank because you have to. Because you live with them. Because you live with them. That's why. Because they're related (laughs) to them. You're committed to them being in your house. (laughs) And and, and, and and there's pluses and minuses. But, you know, you just know, okay, I'm to get to know yourself. I'm depleted. I need inspiration. And sometimes you can grind to that inspiration for sure. You can. And sometimes you don't have to, you know, you just don't have to. And I'm really excited in a future episode to talk about career because all of this goes to what's the larger career move? Why are you feeling like you have to grind, 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 or waste a whole day mucking around because you can't take rest? Like, like I'm, I'm excited that I think that should be Maybe our next topic. I'm excited about that episode, too. I have lots of questions. <laughs> I want to say quickly, the note that resonated, resonated so much with me, Meg, was when you were talking about diving back in and allowing yourself to think about it as an exercise. Um, the way I met Lorian right. and actually kind of the birth of this podcast was through a foundation that we've all mentored through called Cinestory, where we work with emerging writers and, you know, offer notes on material that they've written. And I found that one of the best ways to communicate notes was to say, what if just as an exercise you went back in and wrote every scene to be just 110% directed at that theme or for example reoriented every scene to point towards this relationship and i found that when you offer that note with the qualifier of what if just as an exercise and i think you should do that to yourself because you know you don't want to kill your darlings if you like this version of this script so much which of course you do because you wrote it allowing yourself to dive in and feel like in some ways, it's more of an imaginary ocean within an imaginary storm, gives you a little bit of grace right. and peace, and you'll find something you love. You'll probably end up liking that version way more than what you had, but it just gives you a sense of peace, I think, when you go back in. Yeah, yeah and I do that a lot. Um, and, you know, yeah, I think that that's really just a way to wonderful fool yourself. Yeah. You know, like, what's well, an exercise? <laughs> Who? You don't have to do it. Your other script's sitting there, right? right? It, it's not going anywhere. Exactly. So, um, and nothing's wasted in that exercise. Um, and, you know, the other thing I do, sometimes, again, is I attach to the character and I realize, oh, the reason I'm getting a lot of these notes is I lost this character. I lost her. The emotional point of view of that scene became him and not her. And so I just go back and I find her or him, depending on who the main character is, in each scene. Like, here's an exercise. 
am I in the emotional point of view of the main character in this scene? If not, why not? Mm -hmm. Why am I choosing to jump out? Is that super important? Because now the audience isn't, Mm. right? So again, I'm not saying you can't do that, but know when you're doing it. Um, So again, that's another little exercise you can do is, okay, what's the main relationship? Let's just look at it. Like, Mm -hmm. where is it? When do I meet it? How is it? How is it showing the transformation? You know, I like to see it, look at it in pieces a little bit, and then I get my footing right. And then you have to know you can go back in, and it can all change just when you write it. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what your intellectual brain said it was, uh, that dreaming brain has decided it's something else. Uh, and you know, I always think again as an exercise, find out where that dreaming brain wants to go because mm-hmm. it has something to tell you. Uh, you don't have to do it, but you might want to do it. <laughs> and something else you can do that's jumping in that is away from the page is like I, so my husband doesn't read me um, because he gets very anxious when everything changes. Like the development process, he's like, but it right. but it changed and you know, he gets attached. So I just always tell him like, so I just come and pitch at him random things so I can talk through it because oh, yeah. before I sort of commit to if this happens, this happens, sometimes I just need to rant it out. What if she comes in here and then this happens and then, this, and then I'll get to a point where I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't work because, okay, scratch that. What, you know, I just, I can get into a place yeah. where I'm just pitching to anyone because I need an audience. Yeah. You know, I've talked about this before. I need an audience. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't rant to myself as effectively if I can rant to an audience. So no, you listen, yeah. a lot of writers are verbal and yeah. they need to talk it out yeah. right my husband is very verbal it's kind of been what i've been helping him do while i've been resting is like letting him just talk and talk and he could be this and it could be that and i have this question but that doesn't work and blah blah, blah. and i know i don't even say anything i just wait because i know his, mo- yeah. his brain is now moving because he said it out loud he's like i guess it could be this and i go or what about that and he's like like he just like sometimes you do need someone to bounce it out mm-hmm. off of and that's what writers groups are great for friends mm-hmm. like i offer that to laurie all the time mm-hmm. like just call me just start talking yeah. like just talk it out just got to talk it out um but then that's when i do that way. and there's more work at the end of that call let me just say <laughs> Which is what I'm asking for, but, you know, always, right? And, you know, in terms of for the beginner writers who are standing on the edge, I think sometimes you're standing on the edge because you don't want to suck. And I just have to say, as an experienced writer, you will, because we all do. And uh, writing is figuring out what doesn't work sometimes. I'll drink to that. Uh, Drink to that. Drink your wine. Um, So, you know, the only way you're going to get better is the amount of miles you swim in that ocean. Like you're going to get stronger. Your stroke's going to get better. Right. Uh, and you listen, you got to swim. You got to build a boat while you're swimming. Like there's all kinds of things in this metaphor. Like <laughs> you just get in and start yeah. swimming. And, um, you know, there's no kind of good or bad at this stage when you're a young writer. Honestly, there isn't. It's craft level. And where are you at your craft? And you're going to, it's going to be fun to just to get better and look back and be like, Oh my God, Look how far I've swam, and it's good. So don't don't judge yourself um, about jumping in. Just do it and make a commitment to jumping in. Honestly, guys, like by Friday I'm going to jump in, or by noon. Sometimes I give myself hours, right? Like I'm going to jump in the ocean for two hours, and then I'm getting out, right? Because I'm afraid I'm going to get overwhelmed or whatever. That's another thing you can do. Give it a time limit if you need mm-hmm. to, right? That's fine. Um, uh, because, you know, then you're, it's going to get sunny and pretty in there, too, right? And something that we've um, talked about, too, is doing, like, challenges and exercises and group writing prompts on the website or mm-hmm. on uh, Facebook, um, on our right. group. And I think this could be one of those things that we could do, you know, challenge yourself to just jump in for two hours and then report in. Like, just, I did it, or it sucked, or, you know, just as a way to sort of see other people's responses, too. It can be really helpful to know that. It, yeah, that yeah. you're not alone. Yeah. And, you know, like like for our lava challenge, people did it, and they posted on Facebook, you know, like what that experience was like and, like, and that things came up for them, that they really feel like it's deepening their work. And I love hearing that. I love, yeah. and, you know, if it doesn't work for you, tell us, too, because maybe we need to give you some more tools, yeah. right? Like, it's fine to say... I got lost or that was overwhelming. I threw up. No, you're not going to throw up. No, that's my, that's my, Um, that's what I do. I throw up. I cry. I throw up. That you don't even, you think you've got this new idea, but the truth is until it's on the page, you're not even sure what it is. Mm. Like what kind of animal is this? Right. So in terms of a new idea, I think just let it live on the page. Let that character walk around, let find out what characters show up. And I would do just a free write and let it live on, let it be. Um, and then you can take 
Michael Arndt's thing and put it on top of it and see, does that help focus it somehow that suddenly you didn't even see that this other idea was sitting in there or the holes you have or take um, what, what, you know, what I say about belief systems and does that help you see the character deeper, help the idea shape? Um, I tend to be a three-act girl, so I think I naturally, without thinking about it, my brain is constructing in three acts. Like, I think I now have a roadmap in my head, mm-hmm. um, whether I want it to be there or not. Um, and sometimes for me now, because that roadmap is so ingrained and unconscious, I do other things like mix it up because I don't want, you know, I, I challenge myself um, to see, can I break it? Um, but I can break it because I know it so well. Right. You know what I mean? Like. It's a little tricky because I don't want beginning writers to say, well, I'll just break it because you got to know it before you break it. Yeah. Um, and I still think it's all underneath there anyways, uh, even when you break it. Yeah. Um, I think so the most important thing is the inspiration and getting that down. I agree. I think those uh, all those books and talks and everything are really, really helpful to start to help a new writer sort of learn that the pieces, how those the story turns, three act structure, whichever structure program program plan format you're working on. Um, I used to try to, you know, sit down with one of those, you know, like save the cat or hero's journey, and then try to write an outline or write a script following the rules. And what happens is it shuts down every creative fun avenue I have. I get so like, oh, well, this needs to happen and this needs to happen. And then I look at movies and I look at other things. And then I've taken all the sort of discovery and joy out of it. It does not work for me. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I sat down and I was like, I'm, I know I, I hit some weird bottom point and I was all mad. And I was texting Meg, you know, I was ranting at Meg and she was like, just, just go write that. And I did. I went and wrote, I mean, I wrote 30 something pages of, I don't know what it is, but I certainly had an amazing time. Uh, it took some weird turns and turned into something I wasn't expecting and, but it was something. And then I got to think about, oh, what is this? and then sort of start to apply some actual structure to it. But I, for me, I just, it shuts everything down for me when I start from those, with those tools, but I use them later. Right, yeah. right, they're tools, right? Like there's the intellectual side. And again, every writer's different. Some writers are gonna wanna start with the intellectual and move down into the emotional. That's how your brain works. And others are gonna wanna go to the emotional and then pull out to the intellectual. But um, the emotional, in my opinion, is is really what everybody's looking for. They want to be moved and 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 emotional when they read your script, be that laughing, scared, you know, holding their breath, whatever. Um, but, you know, I think that I can also get caught in the intellectual. I still want to do it, right? Like, I need to know the genre I'm doing, watch the movies in that genre. Um, and it's almost like sometimes I do the intellectual to let it seep in and then I forget about it mm. and write. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not a one-to-one. It's not like like filling in a form. Do you know what I right. mean? It's it's more like guideposts, yes, but you can not use them. Like they're not, nobody, you know, no, no cops, no story cops are coming. The story um, cops, it feels like the story cops are going to come though, right? Like if you break <laughs> the rules, like you were saying, like it definitely, there are have been times where I'm like, so someone's gonna call me like story cops like that that's funny i didn't know that there was a name for it that's it <laughs> i just made that up i have no well, you're, idea that's, that's why you're brilliant but like it definitely sometimes it feels like the story cops are looking over my shoulder like can i do that right like it does feel like that sometimes anyway. i mean i can tell you from working multiple places that yes they are expecting base craft issue that involves your intellect involves you understand genre that's like the base right, of the house. What they're really looking for is the inspired scene, the inspired Mm. relationship, the moment that they didn't see coming, or all of that is your kind of just bubbling up stuff, right? And really, um, it's funny, because when I was uh, working with my husband uh, on this time off, I got super intellectual, and I was like, well, then she can go here, and look, on the structure point, she would go here, and blah, 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 blah. And he just suddenly realized, he was like, I don't, do we care about this anymore? Because isn't this about, (laughs) he was like, isn't this about having a teenager? Because we have two of them in our house. You know, like, and what is that like? And then we just took that structure that I had intellectualized and just said, okay, but forget it for a second. What's the fun stuff about having a teenager and trying to parent a teenager, right? Right. And just started applying that into this idea. 
and make and suddenly it came alive. Mm. And there's a difference between kind of the robot script, mm-hmm. right? The kind of intellectual you hit. I checked all the boxes and the alive one because you're drawing from your life. You're drawing from stuff you love. You're drawing from you know, stuff that makes you laugh or the crazy crap and that goes on in your life. And that stuff's just going to come from um, doing that, like sitting there and maybe, again, just to say, do an exercise uh, <laughs> yes. uh, where you say, okay, well, there's the structure. Maybe, maybe that's the structure because maybe when you start, like you were talking about, Lorian, and just having fun with it mm-hmm. and doing the craziest stuff you can think of, mm-hmm it'll reform into a totally different thing that needs a different structure or or not, right? right. So, um, and you know, I never think that there's only one way, right? Like, I love Michael Arndt stuff. It's very, you know, there, there's a point to it, though, that I, for myself, get a little lost in it, right? Does that mean it's wrong? No, it's totally right, and I probably should learn to do it. Uh, but I always use it. I always go back to it when I have something and I say, okay, am I... If I put that on top of it, right, and look at his questions, mm-hmm. can I can I answer them? Can I answer these questions? Right, right. And sometimes, but I don't create from it no. because it's going to be dead. Yeah, it's going to have a deadened quality, right? You know, like what his new one, which is so great, um, the, from when he was did Toy Story, which is great because he's stra- he's strangling Andrew Stanton, which is freaking hysterical. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, he's writing characters that he loves because it's Toy Story and we know them, right? So there's already so much life and energy inside of that uh, intellect, that it, more, the more kind of analytical, right, that he went through um, and that we all go through. Right. Um, so totally. I don't know, John, I hope that answered your question. Well, I think, you, of course, you can face Yeah, so I was just going to say, ahead. just yeah, one more oh. quick thing. When I first moved out here, I read. That's how I got started. And Meg, you were a producer for such a long time. And what I was going to say is I'm sure you can remember and relate to f- reading those scripts and feeling the book that was written to make like create that script. Like I think if you're not allowing your voice and your emotional ideas be the thing that rings in your script. Unfortunately, the 100 other scripts that get read, you'll just get washed in that pile with those because you're not writing your script, you're writing the script that the book told you to write. So I think like, I just am echoing what you're saying, Meg, as someone who read for so long, I could feel the scripts that were written by someone who cared about their characters and allowed their voice to ring through. Because when you think about that huge pile of scripts that that executive or that intern or whatever is reading, if you're letting your voice and your passion be the thing that drives the script, that's what'll get noticed. And you know, real life is a little dissonant, right? Mm -hmm. Like there might be a scene that you're like, I don't even know why this is in here, (laughs) but it's, it needs to be in here. Like sometimes it's not going to be intellectual. It's not going to be analysis. It's just going to feel right. Yeah. Right. That has to go in. It has to go in. No matter what the story cops say. I, this, yeah, too bad, story cops, because it, it's dissonant. It kind of doesn't make sense. But what is more important, that it all makes sense or that emotionally it makes sense? Mm-hmm. And, yes, you're going to iterate this many times. There's many drafts. But it is like a beacon now that, you know, I, when I was reading as a producer, I could literally tell where the person stepped off their passion and started intellectualizing. Yeah. I could tell the scene. Where they either got lost or scared and decided, okay, I'm going to the charts, mm-hmm. right? Again, I'm a chart person. I'm a structure person. Do not get me wrong. I love that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I'm not saying don't do it. But right. John was asking about originating, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, just be careful. Like, let it. It's funny because we could we could probably have a whole podcast and we probably should on voice and what is. That? I was just gonna suggest that. Like, we could talk talk about that because we talk about it all the time and sort of I know what it is and you know what it is you know when you see it but like how do you develop your voice how do you let it come out in a yeah, real let's way let's do that topic yeah. oh my god we have two more topics to do <laughs> oh this god. has been such a great comeback dive in podcast <laughs> we now have two brand new topics and we're really excited for you guys to tell us on the Facebook page what other topics you want yes. we are reading all of that we're making lists um, like I, I, some people are asking TV questions. I am writing for television, but I am in no way an expert. So I'm going to find a, a friend of mine who works in TV and has for years to come on. And um, so we're going to gather all your questions and ask her or him 
I think it's going to be her. I think I know who to ask. Um, so if you have questions on television, ask those. We're going to we're going to bring on a TV um, guru. Awesome. Uh, and they will have their opinions about uh, how to help you and support you. Um, so I'd say that's the that's uh, the wrap yeah. of our dive back in. We're back. A podcast. So you guys, thanks so much for coming back to the Screenwriting Life. We are so happy to be back. We really did miss you guys. And um, but we've got some great plans now for the future. Yay. And, uh, you know, as always, keep calm, carry on, keep writing, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Screenwriting Life. We love our community and we want to get to know you even better. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash the screenwriting life or email us at the screenwriting life at gmail.com to have your question considered for the show. You can also suggest topics by emailing us there. Also, we'd love for you to drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if we don't read your review on air, trust me, we have read it. And not only does it mean the world to us, but it helps other people find the show. We've always been driven by mission and mentorship, and reviewing our show helps expand that mission. And of course, until next Sunday, happy writing.